Hello, this is Margarita Hobbs. Welcome to Who Are the Creative People in Your Neighborhood, a podcast that highlights creative people who live and or work in Coquitlam, BC, Canada. In this episode, we chat with Rose Cap, founder and creator of Creative People Talking, a well-established group of creatives of all disciplines who are local to the Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam, and Port Moody areas of Greater Vancouver, BC. Rose is also an illustrator who has had a long career in the arts. Her jobs have been varied. She's worked in the design, print, photography, events coordination, and in educational TV, just to list a few jobs that she's had. Today we find out how her work history has contributed to her comics illustration and talk about how her group supports local artists and other creatives. Rose, you are a well-known, active, and connected member in the arts and creative community here in Coquitlam and the Tri-Cities area. Many years ago, you started your community group Creative People Talking. How did that come about, and why did you feel the need to start that group? Uh, I was on the board of directors at the Port Media Arts Centre for five years. I became the sort of go-to or the face of the arts in the area. And so it didn't matter where I went. People would stop and start talking to me. Other artists would talk to me. Uh, you know, like, oh, I rose, tell me what's going on. And I thought, okay, that means people want to talk about what they're doing and find out what's... And I've always been an information sponge. I'm a connector. I'll connect people uh, and events and things. And so the the whole idea of creative people talking was like a salon, uh, a way for people to get together and talk. And the whole idea was to sh- share paying gigs. Mm. And it was anybody in any type of genre of the creative arts. And do collaborations, and some people have. Your group has a pretty strong membership. Um, You used to hold live meetings, but with the pandemic, that changed, and you moved to holding meetings on Zoom. How did that affect the group? I think people are Zoomed out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And after a while, you do lose uh, topic. Mm -hmm. You know, how many topics? And uh, like I say, the... You know, the amount of people have kind of dropped off. I don't know why. It's just I think people are a little just... They're not getting out and about and, and again, meeting people. And sometimes that ends up bubbling, percolating ideas and stuff. And if you're not doing that, it sort of goes, it starts tampering down a bit. I guess that shows the importance of bouncing ideas off others as part of the creative process. Do you think that's going to change once we are more able to freely meet up in person again? Oh, for sure. Uh, I think, you know, uh, traveling, you know, uh, experiencing things tends to motivate and inspire people. So if you're not doing that, it's kind of hard to be inspired. Something's got to kind of kickstart. As for any plans for creative people talking after the pandemic is over, do you have some hopes or improvements for the members or for the group itself? I don't always want to be the one to get people moving along I want them to grow with it uh, and have other people kind of come up with ideas uh, kind of try to push other people along take leadership themselves right so I don't think I necessarily am the one to do it all the time let's talk about your work history it's really interesting and varied 
I know you started out in Edmonton. Can we talk about how you began your creative journey? You get to my age, you, you know, and you don't stay all around in one job all the time, you know. Uh, yeah, I started, like a lot of people, being creative because of my family. My family was very creative. My dad was a woodworker, uh, furniture maker, and my mother, of course, she cooked, she sewed, she embroidered, she gardened. She used to say, oh, I'm not an artist. I said, yes, you are, mom, because you deal with texture and color and sculpture when you do a garden uh, with limitations too, because she, you know, again, I grew up in Edmonton, went to school at the Alberta College of Art, Calgary. And that was a four-year advertising art course. And I right away got a job in television, educational television. And then I worked print, I worked screen printing companies. I worked, uh, some of them were events, which were really a lot of fun. Uh, I worked on the Edmonton University, had city celebrations. We had street parades, we had concerts, um, did murals, did all sorts of stuff like that. So again, you know, in the creative field, you end up not doing just one type of job. Yes, I did advertising. Yes, I did graphic design, photography, you name it, I've probably done it. So you you get quite a diverse education that way too. And again, pre-computer age. And so, you know, you asked if one of your questions was, you know, self-taught. Well, you're always teaching yourself. And uh, I had to learn the whole computer arts graphics stuff. Then you moved to BC. Um, was it hard to get creative work out here? Uh, some of the stuff followed me from Edmonton. Some people followed, not people, but uh, some of my jobs followed me. So I ended up doing artwork for Toronto, Edmonton, um, you know, across Canada. I ended up doing a lot of specialty art out here because they had heard about me, believe it or not, in Edmonton. Did you have a main job or job title or were you doing gigs and projects or freelancing the whole time? Well, a, a little of both. Uh, like I say, I, I freelanced all the time. I've always freelanced, but I also would pick up jobs in um, screen printing companies and uh, specialty advertising, which is where you uh, plop clients' work onto mugs and pens and caps and stuff like that. And I actually worked for about five different companies, so they didn't have an in-house artist. They just used me as they needed me. So that was pretty nice. Right now you're focused on illustration. How did you start or decide to hone in on that? Well, Alberta College of Art, uh, the advertising course also included illustration. Uh, again, they never tried to pigeonhole you because the instructors there said, when you are in Canada, and especially Alberta, uh, you're never going to be able to specialize too much. Like you can't, uh, at the time, the holy grail job would be to, to be an album cover designer. That speaks to my age. Uh, the, you know, of course, you have to be in New York or LA or even Toronto if you want to push it. Uh, 
you're always going to be asked to do a little of everything. Uh, so if you can be diversified, and I mean, a designer is a designer, whether it's in costume sometimes, you know, or in visual arts of any sort, you're going to be able to use those skills pretty much across the board. Like I said, I've worked television, I worked print, you know, I worked events, all of that works together. Then, um, so again, you know, somebody asks you to do illustration, you do illustration. Somebody asks you to do a graphic poster, you do a graphic poster. So I never lost that illustrative edge. It's just I didn't always get a chance to play with it. The weirdest thing that ever happened was the cartooning. Uh, the cartooning came about about five, six years ago, and a, a totally different way of how I usually do artwork. Usually I do a lot of research, a lot of sketching. The cartoons just came out of the weird side of my brain. Mm -hmm. So it came out of doodling. I, I do it for my own amusement, but then because, you know, I'm, everybody likes to say, oh, look what I did. And that's why I started posting them. And then when I got, a, you know, a little a nice reaction, I thought, oh, okay, people like this, thank goodness. Uh, but yeah, mostly for my own amusement. And if I sell them, I sell them. If I don't, I don't. It's not exactly what people want to buy. People want to buy, especially commission work, they want pictures of their pets they want their houses I do a whole bunch of wonky buildings and I had a solo show on that and then I got a lot of commissions out of that which is kind of cool for our listeners who may want to start to learn to draw or illustrate what would you tell them uh, uh, the main thing is just doing it really you know it's uh, Learning to draw, it's a skill like anything. It's like carpentry. You can learn the techniques. People say, oh, but I have no talent. And you go, that's not talent. It's skill. Talent, a lot of people think is magic. You can learn the actual skills of how to do perspective, uh, line, design, all that can be taught. But it's got to be a well in you that you want to communicate in that way. So desire would be the most important thing? Exactly. And I mean, you got to allow for experimentation, just like in dance. Unless you practice, you just can't automatically be a ballerina or a jazz dancer. You have to learn the basics. And I, I you know... And sometimes it's just a matter of throwing yourself in and doing it. Yeah. But again, it's got to be in you to do it and you have to work at it. This, it's not going to just happen. Even my cartoons was an evolution. I can sort of sh show where it started and when I was halfway there and then when it started to actually work, there were a lot of duds and a lot of stupid cartoons and sometimes just a little sketch before it actually happened. So to tell someone where to start, again, you do have to start, do it. You can pick up courses if you want, look at what's online, look what other people are doing. What are your hopes and goals for your current illustration career? 
And what challenges are you currently encountering with this venture? I'd like to be out there more. I'd like to, you know, right now I'd like to see my cards and things in more stores, but that's distribution's always a problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you get picked up by a publisher or a distribution company would be quite nice. But for me, it's a matter, I think what I really like is when people do contact me with, you know, to do some artwork and pay me nicely. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Again, that is always that is an ongoing discussion. Uh, is how much do I charge for my work? You know, right. And, <laughs> the money side of it is always a little bit. Well, especially for visual artists, you know, and especially like I mean, I was trained um, as an advertising artist, so it's more of a business end of things. Uh, and of course, I want to get paid what I'm. The the yes, the standard, the industry yeah. standard. But for visual artists or fine artists, what is that? You know, it's, it's all over the map. And of course, there's that whole um, general population that says, but you get to do what you like, what you want to do. And mm-hmm. we, we're just giving you that opportunity and you're going, oh, yeah, yeah, but I still got bills to pay. So what's the most interesting thing about having such a varied set of skills or such a varied type of work history? A person might know me for one thing, and that might be creative people talking, but they have absolutely no idea of all the other things I'm involved with. Well, somebody else will go, wait a minute, weren't you, you know, known for your wonky architecture paintings i'm going yeah but i also do all this stuff Mm. so i think people don't realize how multi-dimensional a lot of creatives are you know some are movie stars but they also paint you know they're all or they're a musician too uh it's not that they're trying to be perfect and everything but the fact is creativity just is all over the map as far as that goes and creative people exactly the same thing we're all over the map as far as who and what creativity is let's go back and talk about creative people talking what's the goal of the group spreading information about opportunities for artists whether they're paying contests or actual, they say, casting calls or writer's calls, things like that. So they know about it. And I I think that hopefully build a community that there's some support for each other. Yeah, again, you know, the opportunities are local. Um, It's not a, oh, look what I've done, show off type of uh, site. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is, really. you know, we do have our show and tells in person mm-hmm. uh, or on Zoom, but the online one isn't, you know, to promote yourself. It's it's more just a, a communication of, like I said before, painting, okay. uh, what's going on in the city that you might be able to participate in. Not the city, but I mean in the... In the uh, area, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even the lower mainland, uh, sometimes there are, there are calls for art or uh, writing that's beyond, say, the Tri-Cities that people could participate and possibly, you know, 
benefit. Yeah. It's also a networking type of idea too. Again, I was in business networking groups and I was still doing the graphic design stuff. And I thought, you know, artists need that too. And I mean, yes, like I say before, there are writers groups. There are uh, ceramic or pottery groups but sometimes it's nice to have a real mix so you meet musicians you meet writers they meet artists you know it's it's a little bit more interesting that way uh because sometimes events can come out of that we actually put on art shows together which was really nice that so you know talk about the nice things that happened we also became a go-to group when cities wanted to do something or, uh, you know, whether it was an event or to participate in stuff, we became a known group mm-hmm. to approach. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, you have your potter's group, and your photographer's group, but this one was a little bit more on all-encompassing. Encompassing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was good. Can anyone join? Uh, I mean, I allow anybody into the group as long as they're not like in a totally different country. And, you know, I do get people who ask to be invited to the group, but I kind of look at their Facebook page to find out anything about them. They've got to have something, either be creative themselves or be interested in the creative process. They could be administrators. They could be curators. They could be city officials. That's fine. As long as they seem to have an interest uh, in the community of the artistic people. A giant thanks to Rose, who so kindly spoke with us about her creative journey today on Who Are the Creative People in Your Neighborhood? I admire Rose's ability to bring people together and her drive to create a safe space for others to share and collaborate on projects. I appreciated that Rose was able to demystify illustration and drawing and that it is something anyone can learn and work towards, like any other skill, as long as one has the desire to do so. I can understand why Rose is so valued and much admired in not only Coquitlam, but the Tri-Cities area. If you wish to contact Rose for her illustration work, please visit www.rosecap.com that's www.rosecap.com and if you wish to join creative people talking please visit the group on facebook thanks for listening looking for more creative stories and inspiration visit the Who Are the Creative People in Your Neighborhood website at mtmhobs.com slash podcast. That's m-t-m-h-o-b-b-e-s dot com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter where you will be kept up to date on upcoming episodes and other artist and creative news.